what's up what's up what's up good people you are now rocking with the best welcome again to the ball and chain podcast where i'm the ball and she's the chain or she's the ball and i'm the chain (laughs) however you want to say it whatever we ain't going nowhere nowhere what's up what's up tell us what's going on today oh we're gonna talk about interracial relationships and so what's our what's our title today title is rude versus Racist. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah, here on the Ball and Chain podcast, we like to get into conversations that maybe other people don't want to have. Nope. And so we're not we're not holding no no bars, no punches. We coming coming out swinging and we're going to go after topics that nobody else wants to address. Why, why you seem tongue tied this afternoon cuz you're staring at my face. Yeah, you're mesmerizing me. I- <laughs> And so therefore, don't I have me blush. Can't speak right. Right. Yeah. Something's <laughs> going on. With me. <laughs> something's going on. So we are Keish. Uh, now we are Keisha. See? Mm. See? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are. Oh, we you in it. We up. in you it already. You Let's go. Up. Let's okay, go. So Talking I'm about Keisha. I'm tongue tied. <laughs> I'm Keisha, and this is my husband, Buster, and we are Two Divided by Two here for you today. This is episode number four. 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 And so we just wanted to know, let you all know how you can get in contact with us. We are at all of the social media platforms at Two Divided by Two. So that's the number two, the words divided by the number two again. So you can reach us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and our website. Website is www. Dot two divided by two. Um, depending on which podcast platform you're listening in, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple um, Podcasts, and we are on Public Radio. So many more. But um, thanks for tuning in. So let's get to it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, like Keisha said, that we are talking about the topic today: rude versus racist. It's crazy to me that in 2021 we're still having to have these major discussions about racism. But this is where we are in the world. I was just preparing for this particular podcast and I came upon something that maybe some of you will think is as interesting as I think it is. And that is that interracial marriage in the United States has been legal throughout the United States since at least 1967. That hasn't been that long ago, folks. It was in the Supreme Court decision of Loving Loving. versus Virginia. And in that decision, Chief Justice Earl Warren wrote in the court opinion that the freedom to marry or not to marry a person of another race resides with the individual and cannot be infringed by the state. 1967, you would think that racism was something that was going on way beyond or prior to 1967 and it being a major issue so maybe i should recant my original statement and say that i'm maybe i'm not surprised that this is going on because it seems like we just decided as um a court of opinion or you know the the courts of of justice said that in 1967 that this was legal for us to make our own decisions about who we want to marry. That's major. What do you think about that? I think that's major because uh, I'll be 43 this year. And so that means that it was just 11 years before I was born that a court was even in the midst of a decision about who can marry who. And I think that it's unfortunate 
um, I, I praise the judge for making that decision, but it's sad that he had to. Yeah. It's sad that he had to. Um, we are living in a world where um, we should love freely. I was speaking to a wife today, um, and I said the problem that um, that when we love, we can make love complicated, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Because we love with expectations when God loved freely. And so when we That's put good. our expectations down and just love mm -hmm. without expecting something in return, without wanting something in return, even a feeling, even an emotion attached, when we just love without expectations, it's free. But we add all of these stipulations to it, like race and and finances and culture and location and 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 sex, and we add all of these extra components to it that makes love have a cost. Yeah, he died on the cross for us, so our love can be free. Woo! Come on now. And he paid the price. Yeah. And so now we have put a penalty on our love. Based on our race, and I think it's unfortunate. Yeah, and so so when you talk about love, you're talking about the love of Christ, and we can even take maybe racism back to the time of Christ. Yeah, because people even now to this day still argue about what race was Jesus. Right, you know whether he right. was black or whether he was white or right. whether you know Jesus was a Jew. Right. His skin color, you know, can be debated from now until probably eternity, now until we go to meet him. But the thing about it is, is that that shouldn't matter. It should. That's the whole thing. A person's skin color shouldn't matter. No. If you love a person for who they are, I think that that's all that should count. But one thing that I do think is interesting about this race relations talk, right, is that I believe a lot of the stir, even in that Supreme Court decision, comes from black and white. Mm -hmm. And there's more races mm -hmm. than just blacks and whites. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. people often make a bigger stink about blacks and whites getting together than they do necessarily about uh, Caucasians and Hispanics well, or, correct. you know, other, other races that are joining together to be in matrimony. But... Black versus white seems to be a continued issue. Because in society, we believe that white is pure and black is dominant. Okay. And so when you even mix to become one and have children, the children are um, the color of the most dominant race. Okay. And so when you feel like your race is superior... How is it then something that's supposed to have been inferior then dominates? Okay. And so I think that if a Caucasian is threatened by the opposing race, um, they're going to fear that they're going to be dominated. And they don't want to be dominated because they were trained to believe that they were superior. So I think that it is important for them to always want to remain separated, whether it's in marriage or whether it's in politics or whether it's in um, financial arenas. I think it's important for them to always feel like they have one leg up. And so I think that um, they're not as threatened by the Hispanic community or not as threatened by the Asian community because those skin colors don't dominate. Mm. And when you think about um, what can can wipe them out is black. Mm. 
That, that, man, that's crazy because, well, hopefully people are still listening to us and they haven't turned us <laughs> off because they like, oh, Lord, these people talking about race and all that type of stuff. Right. But, I mean, I, I think I think it's a valid conversation. Right. I, I think it's something that needs to be had. I think Especially it's, when you marry. Especially when you marry. Right. And I, I think it's something that people tend to shy away from, right. right? But no, these are the conversations that need to be had prior to marriage and Definitely. even during marriage, right? Because um, there are differences between wonderful and beautiful people. Right. There are differences between uh, beautifuls and Hispanics. There are right. differences between uh, Hispanics and Asians. Right. You know, they, 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 so, you know, coming up and growing up and then trying to become a union um, can seem maybe difficult at times because of the race that you're in. But when you, you, you talked about dominance, it, it reminded me of a story in the Bible where you see that um, Pharaoh wanted to wipe out the entire race. So he decided that he would kill all the babies mm -hmm. under the age of two years mm -hmm. old mm -hmm. of the people of the children of Israel. Right. And so you have him being worried that, those people right. would grow large enough and strong enough to overtake him and his people. Nothing new. Right? right. So it's nothing new under the sun. Right. And, you know, all, all this stuff is, is pretty much on point with, with where God said it right. would be. Right. Right. But again, when we step into the realm of uh, rude versus racist mm -hmm. and we talk about it in our marriages, I think one of the factors that we have to consider is the outside factor. Right. Because, yeah, if I'm your spouse, then I know that we got differences. Right. I right. know I know that I know that we grew up different. I know that you might like fried chicken and watermelon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and I might like rice. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I understand that because we are in relation with each other. Right. But I think that um we have to talk about the rude part. And that's the part that comes from outside. Right. Rude versus racist. Okay. Rude and racist. Right. Because sometimes they one and the same. They are. Sometimes they are. sometimes people rude because they racist. Right. Right. right, right <laughs> you right, know right. what I'm saying? And, and so I believe that we need to throw that into discussion and talk about, you know, what's going on on the outside world and, and how people look at this racist issue um, when it comes to relationship. And, and I'll say this real quick. Because I just thought of when I was younger, right? I'm from Baltimore City. <laughs> and when I was younger and people heard that I was living in Laurel, they would be like, oh, yeah, I know what, I know what you're doing. I know how you get down. Like, you out there with them wonderful girls. You out, Well, they ain't call them wonderful. We call them wonderful. They, you out there with them white girls in Laurel. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? It's not even that what? many. <laughs> but but that, right. was, that was what the perception was right, right. in Baltimore City. So what? So what if you are? They can't see you shaking your head. No, I, I mean, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm, I'm literally speechless. Right. Because it is. It is. So what? So what? You if know, you what, if, what if that is what I'm into? What if that is, you know, what I'm attracted to? Because I, I could be attracted to fair-skinned women. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has their preferences. Right. You know, I, I prefer dark-skinned women with kinky hair, but, you know, <laughs> somebody else might prefer... A fair-skinned woman with right. long, straight hair. Why is that a problem? I, I, I think, again, I think that just like the Caucasian... Did I say big booties? Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> just, like that, too. <laughs> just, 
just like the Caucasians may have a problem um, based on fear, I think that same fear is in the African-American community because of lack of knowledge. Okay. Um, and because of, of, of history. Yeah. Because of history. And I think that they have a tendency to feel like someone sold out. Yeah. I remember reading um, an article, and it was it was years ago, and I was just intrigued by the article that they actually took the time and, and reported this. But it lists all of the NBA players that um, got a career, uh, assigned a contract, and married out of their race. Okay. And they listed all of them. And I'm just sitting there. You know how they just get you to, then you got hit next. Right, right. And hit next. And hit next. And just another, to see how much, uh, ad comes yeah. up, and, and you so, got to uh, move the ad, and, and then hit next again. Yeah, right, I know what you're talking about. Right, <laughs> but, 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 but I, it infuriated me. Okay. Um, because I, but not in a way that most people were infuriated. Okay. Because a lot of sisters commented about how these men grew up and then they married someone that didn't look like them and why do they take all of our men and all of this. And and I come from a multicultural mm -hmm. mixed race family. Okay. And so you you know this, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm married and, to you. And, and so and so when we go to my family reunion, so if my family is up north, we have a lot of our African American cousins and uncles that have married uh, wonderful women. Yeah. And so it was important for me to make sure that my kids knew that we love everybody. And so that's why we not out here talking about the white person said and the black person said it's wonderful and it's beautiful that's here right. because they have to know that their aunt may be biracial or their uncle may be Caucasian and that is important for them to recognize. And so it was hard for me to look at an article like that because my family does love everybody right. because you may have an accent in my family and you may not because you may look like me and you may not, but looking like people feel like they lose something. They take it personal when a man that is African-American marry a Caucasian woman, yeah. they take it personal. Like it's a personal attack right. and it's not, it has nothing to do with your race. It has nothing to do with your background, your social status. He may just fell in love with all of the things that this woman possessed and her color may have just been part of her yeah i mean what about the fact that maybe i just ain't like you maybe i just ain't like, <laughs> like, you. like i mean you know you, they can say that 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 they stole their men and this that and the third well maybe i tried to date women that look like you and i ain't like them okay <laughs> you know okay. I, I mean it like that's that, that, that's that, though that's just a fact that's because fair. because sometimes um, people tend to look at, at African-American men with money and they look at them as opportunities. Right. They look at them as a chance to, to come up. They look at them as somebody who can, you know, make them Instagram famous right, or right. whatever the case may okay. be. And so maybe I saw that in people that look like you and it turned me off. From people that look like Or you. maybe it wasn't anything negative. Maybe it could have been just where you were. We watch a show 
a, a show called All American. Yeah. Right? And so this baby, Spencer, went from Compton, right? It's Compton? Yeah. It's Compton. Yeah. Crenshaw. And, and Crenshaw. Crenshaw. And, and moved... And moved to L.A. or Beverly Hills or, or what, what? Not L.A. <laughs> wherever right. you know. I think moved it was Beverly Hills. A wonderful Hills, neighborhood. A wonderful neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And besides the 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 small group of African American people that he hang with, the school is predominantly Caucasian. Right. So it's full of wonderful people. So if you take those few people that I can probably count on one hand out of the picture, then you have a school full of Caucasian women when you are around someone and grow up with those people in that community that is who you're going to be attracted to that's if right. there's not a sister in sight right that's what you're going to be attracted right. to yeah. and you're going to get to know the person and not just the skin color that's right one of the things, one of the points here about being rude versus racist is don't make assumptions regarding the race. This may seem obvious that this person likes this or this person likes that. It's worth noting because we all hold stereotypes. No matter no matter how enlightened we think we are, racial groups are not harmonious. Not all races may not all races may not like. This. So meaning not all black people eat fried chicken. That's right. Not all black people eat fried chicken and not all white people can't dance. That's true. There is a, a Instagram sensation. I call her grandma. Oh yeah. I and love she her. be yeah. getting it. You hear me? She yeah. know all the songs. I wish we knew her name so we could shout her out. But I mean, she, she be in knew it. knew all the songs. That's right. And I think it's a phenomenon now because people aren't expecting yeah. her to be able to dance the way she is able to dance. And I think that a lot of times the rudeness comes in because we have these stereotypes okay. in our minds and we believe we know everything about one race. Yeah. They all are racist. They all can't dance. They all don't have butts. They all got big butts. Right. They all, you know, it, it's just something that we have. And I think it's something that we need to let go of. Yeah. So, so I think that the issue is, it's kind of tough for, for people to let go because, um, it's, it's like a joke. There's usually some truth in every joke, right? And I believe that there's usually some truth in most stereotypes. Because even though every black person might not like fried chicken, well, the truth is, a lot of us do. Okay. <laughs> like, a, a lot of us do. And whether that's from, you know, the way we were raised or whatever it may be, it's true, mm-hmm. right? And, but my question is, or my point is, is that, None of us should get bent out of shape about it. Okay. Like if 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 I'm black and I like fried chicken, then I hey, power to the people. I'm black and I like fried chicken. Right. And that's not a problem for me. And it shouldn't be a problem for anybody else, but it shouldn't be a joking point for anybody else either, right? It should be okay because we're all in a space where we can like whatever it is that we want to like. And and I believe that that's the same when it comes to the person that we love or our spouse, we should be able to like who we want to like. Okay, so facts. I believe all of that, and all of that is valid. But we're no longer talking about, so I thought, just who we are married. 
we're also talking about the people in the community and the family that goes with it. So if we're talking about all of it, but remember, this is a marriage podcast. Okay, yeah. So, so if you're kind of so, just staying in line with that, right? Got it. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Okay, I get it. So, so here are some tips when dealing with family when race is involved. So we already went to don't assume, make assumptions about the race, right? Okay. So another one is that your relationship must be rock solid, meaning you should have no insecurities, falsehoods, or unrealistic expectations when marrying out of your race. What do you say about that? I say that that is a tough one. Okay. That is, that is tough for us to not be able to have any insecurities. I got insecurities that don't have nothing to do with my race. And so for my race to be an issue and say that I shouldn't be insecure about it, that that's kind of a, a hard pill to swallow. Because when you look at it, there there are certain races that um that are looked at in certain ways, right? Like we was watching, uh, we was watching an episode of FBI last night. We watch a lot. Of <laughs> we shows. do watch a lot of TV, okay. but it's because we spend time with each other, yeah. and that's that's how, what we'd like to do. Um, and I think that's a good thing that you always should be able to get your family time in and enjoy what you guys like together. Yeah, because we so, talk about the shows. Right? After yeah, we you might you might them. like camping and hiking. Yeah, and you know that might be your thing. <laughs> Remember, you're being recorded. I know. They, they know Remember. I'm playing. Like, okay, God. go ahead. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we was watching FBI last night, and uh, and they they were trying to basically uh, profile some Muslim men because mm-hmm. there were some explosions that were going on in New York city mm-hmm. and they were profiling these Muslim men to be terrorists. Right. And it's because of their race. It wasn't because of anything else. They had no, no um, evidence that would lead them in that direction. Right. It was strictly off of their race. And so a person may grow up insecure because all of their lives They've been treated a certain way because of their race. So I think that's hard for people not to have any insecurities. But I'm not saying at all that these aren't things that we can't overcome. Right. Because um, I truly believe that in order for you to get to a space where you can be not only a good husband or a good wife, but also a a good member in this community is that you have to learn how to get over yourself. Right. And I, I think what when the tip says, you know, making sure that the relationship is rock solid, when you choose to marry outside of your race, know that that is going to be a topic that Satan will use. Yeah. And so being rock solid and grounded in the word is very, very important because if I know, like we, we were joking around the other day, right? And and I said, would you have married me if I had one eye? Would you have married me if I, you no. know. The if, answer was no. <laughs> would you have married me if, if, I, if I didn't have this? And would you have married me? And for the most part, he was like, he would have still married me until I the had one the, I, one the one eye. I think and, no, and he was not, like, no, we we're not, do we're that. not doing that. I but we probably wouldn't be but, attracted to but, Cyclops. But I'm sorry. But here's the thing, and and nothing against anybody with one eye. You nothing gotta, against, yeah. You got to say that, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but here's the thing: um, when you have those insecurities, they're already voids. 
that yeah. you have within you. And then you turn around and you marry somebody that does not look like you. And then you're expecting them to massage and pacify the areas that you need work in. It's important for you to do the work yourself. Because yeah. the moment somebody makes a joke about not being able to see and you sitting there with one eye, you're going to automatically think they that they're about talking you. about you. Absolutely. And so when I say it's important for you to have no insecurities and, and no falsehoods and no unrealistic expectations, all of us suffer from one level of, of something as far as insecure, right? I told you when we did the first podcast, I felt like I sounded uneducated and, and I didn't sound as good as you and things like that. So we all... Think about things that we wish was better about ourselves. Yeah. But when you're marrying outside of the race, I think it's important that you be strong in a lot of areas that maybe people that aren't married outside of their race don't have to be strong in because it requires you to be constant with speaking up, which is number two, being able to speak up for yourself. Silence is the enemy and can cause a divide in your marriage. Yeah. So if you have insecurities and not willing to speak up for yourself, then you're going to go home crying all the time because grandma could say something. Yeah. That reminds me of another show we watched. <laughs> <laughs> Queen Sugar. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And so we were watching the show and uh, a wonderful guy brought up, Nova home who is beautiful mm -hmm. and grandpop had, you know, he had a fit. That's right. Right. And so it, it's important because but look, but listen to what you just said. You mm -hmm. just said grandpa. Remember at the beginning of the show, we talked about this has only been acceptable in the courts since 1967. No excuse. So that, that means not, not saying that it is an excuse mm -hmm. at all, mm -hmm. but that's saying that, People have been having this messed up mindset for a very long time. So how are newer and younger people learning it? They're learning it from grandma and grandpa Got because it. that's what they felt. That's what they believe that you should not be marrying outside of your race. You shouldn't you be bringing nobody home that don't look like but you. But you can sleep with them. Maybe. Not maybe. We know for a fact. The history books tell us for a fact right. that they slept with us. Yeah, and we nursed their babies. Yeah, so let's. But we let's, could. But we could. We can't marry them. Let's go. Let's Come go. On. Let's go. That's rude and racist. Let's go to the babies okay. then, because okay. because now this is something that we also um, hinted around on one of our other podcasts, uh, the last podcast with with the the uh, prince and the princess Archie. or the Dutch Archie and the duchess. Yeah, we right. talked. We we hinted to Archie um, being being uh, ostracized, so to speak, by right. not getting a title because right. one of the things they were concerned about was how dark his skin would be. Right. And so, if if they have been said to have slept with beautiful people, was one of the concerns ever what color their skin would be, and and how did that end up for us? I believe that some some babies probably didn't make it because they were too dark. Mm -hmm. I believe that there was there was a lot of rude and racist stuff going on based on the fact that we intermingled. We shouldn't have or society said that we shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. And now we don't like the outcome of our transgressions. Wow. wow. And we're about to have a baby or we're about to have 
proof mm. that we did something in oh, the God. dark that's about to come to light. Goodness, what was the question? Is it a question? I don't even know. I, I, I can't I, I can't I can't even I'm not even sure if there a question really ever came out, but I just wanted us to to hint on the fact that there are some children that have to grow up in the space of being talked about and being ostracized and right. being, you know, definitely mistreated because the color of their skin is darker than maybe somebody would like. Yeah, I don't. How, how, how do we raise our babies in a community or in a country where people are still saying rude and or racist things well, to our children? I hate to sound cliche-ish, but love freely. So I know it's not marriage, but our son came home multiple times last year um, being called the N-word at a school. Well, oh, goodness, not last year. Last year was COVID, yeah. 2020. So right. it was 2019. 2019. And our son is only 11 our years old right 11. now. Um, he came home multiple times um, after being called a um, the N-word at school. Um, the first time, the school didn't tell us. Our son told us the second time it happened, I want to say it happened about two or three times. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to say that we know about that we know about Um, it. It got so bad that I think when the third time it happened, my son didn't tell us right away because he had grown accustomed to it. Yeah. And so I remember the school not really trying to do anything serious about it. Because they said that the person that called him the N-word was um, Hispanic. And so uh, I guess they may not have taken it as serious as they would have taken it had it been a Caucasian kid. And I acted the same way. I would have acted, had a Caucasian kid did it, right. had an Asian did, kid did it. Right. I, I, I acted the same exact way, and this is a family-friendly married show, so <laughs> I just want you to know that Minister was out the way, and I was tasteful with it, but Mama Bear came out. Yeah. And when Mama Bear came out, Papa Bear came out, because Papa don't like when Mama mama bear is it it, is prevalent amongst the community and so he tried to i gotta protect my family right i gotta protect your family too right because mom about to tear everything (laughs) y'all better watch out don't look i'm just telling you and i remember when my husband so it did happen three times i remember the second time when my husband tried to keep me out of it when it happened the third time my husband said i tried but I'm going to send my wife up here because there is a level of protection that the mom has been ordained to provide from the time the seed is growing. There is a a level of protection that our body metamorphoses into to cover a seed for nine months. The womb is protection. Right. 
Right, right. And so once you implant that seed, once you trust that womb enough to for for the seed to grow, the mom then comes into a, a a situation where she carries this child for nine months, protecting it from harm and viruses and infections and whatever. And so I felt like this was no different. Yeah. I felt like I had to protect him for, from the infection of racism. Mm. And so it was That's important good. for me to let them, know, let them know and let them see my body go back to the metaphorses, metamorphosis that it was mm -hmm. in order to protect my seed. And so I think that in order for us to grow, as a community, as a nation, as kingdom kids, as the way that God intended for us to be, a whole lot of protection, not just of races, a whole lot of protection of the human, the humanity that God that God wanted us to have in order for us to be able to talk freely, love freely, marry freely, um, um, condone freely, to put down our expectations of what we think that race should be, mm -hmm. what we think that our entitlement should be, put down our level of expectation of what we think the community has a right to say, what they have a right to do, um, and, and, and put all of that down and just love like Christ would want us to love. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's absolutely a good point. One, one thing that you also said was that you said that, that racism was like an infection. It is. Like you, you, you said that it was something that, um, that is growing it is. inside of you. It is. Right? And the only way that you can stop an infection is from the inside out. Mm-hmm. You you go you don't get ointment put on an infection. Nope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you 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 can't stop an infection from the outside. You you have to be given some medicine that you ingest in order for you to stop an infection. Right. You have to take something on the inside. And if we're looking at racism as that, then we have to go inside of ourselves. Facts. We have to go inside of the way we think, our thought processes. We have to go inside of our actions. We have to go inside in order to cut out the infection of racism. Right. And that is something that that it, it takes a doctor to prescribe. Right. 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 You have you have to have a doctor to prescribe you the medicine right. because sometimes we don't even know that we sick. And that and that and that's where the infection really takes hold of us because we don't know that it's growing inside of us. Right. That's but good. you but you need that doctor to say, hey, look, man, <laughs> it's something that's growing inside of you that that you don't know. But it's it could kill you mm -hmm. or someone else or someone else. Yeah. And so we have to go inside and get that infection rooted out. You have to get that prescription. And the thing about prescription is this. The doctor can write it and call it in, but you got to go get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. you got to go pick it up. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? And right. so and so, some people are allowing this infection to fester, and they're not going to go pick up their prescription. So that means that they're not getting any better. That means that they're infecting people around them. Mm -hmm. That means that they, you know, the, the people that they love, the people that, that they cherish, they're getting sick too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the infection continues to grow even in 2021. Even in 2021. That that's crazy to me, man. That that's crazy. So do you have another tip for us to 
to help combat some of this this issue that we're going through? Yes, it says that in order for you to deal with um, racial issues within your family, you have to be okay with talking about race a lot. Okay. And it says not in a defensive way, but more in an education way. Okay. Because if you want change, you want to invoke change, you have to change. Yeah. And so if you're not comfortable with addressing the elephant in the room, it's going to stomp over everything. And so, yep, you brought a white man home. Yep, you brought a black woman home. Okay, let's talk about it. And not let's talk about it for her or him to be singled out of. But if you don't like how grandma says these comments, let's educate grandma on how that makes my wife feel or my husband feel. If you don't like um, green bean Albendine, what do they call it? Green bean. <laughs> what is it called? Green bean almondine. I don't Look know what up. you're talking Look about. Look it up. Look it up. It's when you put almonds in the green beans. Okay. So you never heard of that? Never heard of that. Okay, so never, I want you to look it up. Never look it up while I'm talking. Green bean almondine. I think that's a thing. <laughs> it might be. I'm just saying I never heard of it. Okay, so if you don't like that at Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. <laughs> Then that somebody needs to be educated on that because if you ask, like, no, no jokes aside, like seriously, if you if you ask someone outside of your race to bring a dish, yeah, to Thanksgiving, and you ask them to bring the green beans, and they bring green bean almondine, is, is that it's, it? It's going, it's Did going to be an issue. Is it green beans almondine? It's simply green beans tossed. With toasted sliced almonds, See? which are usually sautéed in butter, and a variety of other ingredients. How you think I know this? My variation. <laughs> I have a lot of people green, in my family. Woo. <laughs> green bean almondines. Right. You learn something new every day, folks. This is why you turn in. So, so you have them bring this dish for Thanksgiving. You put such and such down Ooh, for the you, green beans. You know if some wonderful <laughs> bring some green bean almondine around here, it's going to be a problem. It's so, you, <laughs> so, but how would they know? That's right. Without education. How would they know without yeah. education? Yeah, so, that, that so we don't eat our green beans. Right, but but someone could go beans. home with their feelings hurt. Yeah. so Because they didn't touch my green beans, Almondine. And the only person sitting there eating it is your <laughs> spouse because they love you and they don't want you to feel bad. Right. And so education is key. Yeah. Education is key. So I, I think that you have to be okay with talking about it. You have to be okay with educating people with your likes and your dislikes. There's nothing different than if you were to marry someone within your race. You would tell them how to love you. You would show them how to love you. You would know their love language. This is the same thing. When you're marrying outside of your race, you're just going to have to go a step further and educating them and your likes and your dislikes and your culture and what that means and what makes you feel good and what doesn't make you feel good. And, and, and here's the thing. One of the things that I will say is leave the politics off the table. When you are in an interracial relationship, mm-hmm. until you know for sure that your relationship is rock solid, yeah, then it, I, I, it, it is, 
you don't have to listen to us. We don't proclaim to know everything. Right. But leave your political beliefs outside of the conversation when you're amongst family. I'm not talking about husband and wife. I'm talking about when you're amongst family. Okay. Because I think that that can also be a determinant when dealing with, can you imagine an interracial couple going home, uh, meeting loved ones for the first time in the Trump era? Mm. I mean. Could be tough. That could be very tough. Could be tough. Trump area bringing home, Trump era bringing home green bean omidine. I think we have a problem. <laughs> there might be an issue. There might be some dinner, issues. Dinner might go it a little bit so strange. Well. It may not yeah. go so well. And to assume, and then uh, again, assuming, assuming because someone's wonderful that they're going to vote one way, assuming because someone's beautiful that they're going to vote another way. I just think that overall education should be key. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, I, I was... I was checking out some some thoughts from the Bible about race and and interracial relationships, and I found something that that I think is is fruitful. Right, the Bible says in, in Galatians three twenty eight, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. That's good. That's good. That's rich. It, if we if we would be able to learn to love like Christ, like you were alluding to earlier in the conversation, mm-hmm. and realize that we are one, we we come from the same Father. Right. We 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 aren't any different. Our skin tones and colors may be different. The color of our eyes may be different. The texture of our hair may be different. But we are all one. We all bleed red. We all bleed red. Yeah. If you cut me, I will bleed. Yes. That's my acting right there. Oh, okay. See that? Do That's it again. me. And, and Do it me. again. Let me see. If you cut me, I will bleed. Mm. No? Well, nah. whatever. I, it's going to be red. It's, it's going to be red. <laughs> you didn't even get a clap. It's, well, you know our sound. We need we need to work on our oh, sound because y'all. I hope somebody is listening to us so we can get enough enough <laughs> listeners that we can increase our sound budget. Yes. We can increase our our special effects budget because because right now we 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 winging it, y'all. I do your sound. Doom, doom, doom. No, I want to I want I want to hear the claps. Like yeah, that was good. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Okay. All right. But but yeah, seriously though, um I believe that this is probably a tough topic for people to hear, a tough topic for people to even contemplate, but um I was also reading a report from the undefeated.com and it it says that one in 6 new marriages are of an interracial relationship. Mm. One in six. So that means that out of six people that you know that are getting married, one of at least one of those relationships is interracial. Mm. And and if that's the way we're going to be moving forward, then we have to get a grip on this racial stuff. We have, we have to learn to not be rude and we have to learn to not be racist. Because neither is acceptable in this day and time. 
Any final comments? Just know you'll forever be teaching. Yeah. Teaching the community, teaching your children, teaching your spouse, teaching their family, and teaching your own. Um, I was reading an article in USA um, Today that said that, um, I'm sorry, today, it was today.com, that said that um, you'll learn a lot about your spouse's family, but you'll learn a lot about yours too. Yeah. Because we talked about what your spouse family may feel, but we didn't discuss how your own family may feel. Right. Some people are raised not to marry outside of their race. And the moment that they do, there's an issue. Yeah. Um, but those same people that were um, told to love freely and, and, and love without any uh, uh, expectation are the same people that are surprised when they bring someone home that don't look like them, mm-hmm. that their family has decided, whoa, I didn't mean this literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I just think they know that it, it's so much education surrounding interracial relationships. Don't just think that once you married, you've arrived. That's right. That's a good way to end the show. That's a great way to end the show. Folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing us to, to us be out. in your ear gates one more time. This is the Ball and Chain podcast. I'm the ball and she's the chain. Or she's the ball and I'm the chain. No matter how you say it, folks, we ain't going nowhere. Have a good Peace. one. Peace.